before we start our episode, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com. You see the bottom of my feet. <clears throat> what? We are going to start this episode in three, two, one. Welcome back to Love Leadership. And today is our 10th episode. Woohoo! High five. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Number 10, we're in. And uh, I'm Kenny DeMoss, Jeff Kisner. We are going to do a, a double part uh, two episode or today. Uh, episode 10 will air tonight and episode 11 will air next Monday, but we're going to film it all today. And um, we're actually going to do a little bit of a book series. And I, I read this book in one day. It was a pretty easy read. There's actually a series of them. It's called The Life Lessons and Rules for Success. And uh, before we get started on that, though, I do want to give a shout out to Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can call them at 304-485-9943, or you can look online at marshallbarbershop.com. So back to the series, uh, they have they're very, very small books. They have, like, for example, they have Warren Buffett, Steve Jobs, um, Nelson Mandela, Elon Musk. Um, and this particular one is by The Rock. Can you smell what he's cooking, baby? Dwayne Johnson. That's right, man. So, so this little book study, we're going to kind of talk about chapter four of his particular book and it's called the rules for success and there's 10 of them and we're going to talk about the first five today uh, kind of add lib a little bit with what what some things that are being discussed and kind of put a few things in there of our own how we feel about those particular rules so we're going to start off today with a quote uh, by Dwayne Johnson uh, it says think back five years ago think of where you're at today Think ahead five years and what you want to accomplish. Be unstoppable, like Dwayne Johnson. So, that's a really interesting quote. Think back five years. Think of where you are today and think ahead five years. So it's really a ten-year frame that you got to think about. When I sit there and think about ten years ago, I can barely remember yesterday. Uh, you know, thirty-eight years old, ten years ago. Or five years ago, I'm sorry. Five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, I was 43. Sorry. Five years ago, you were 43. 43, yes, yes. Ten years ago, I was 38. Yeah. Five years ago, I was uh, was 43. And uh, let's see, five years ago, I was still coaching, assistant principal. You know, my daughter's in the seventh grade. You know, kind of weird, huh? It is hard. That, that's interesting. To think about that. Think about where you are now. We were definitely, definitely in different places than what we were five years ago. Yeah. No question. And if you go back five years before that, 
Uh, we, we were both really in different kinds of places. We were yeah. both teaching in the classroom back then. Yeah. You did your little uh, gig at the elementary school where you sit on sit around and did nothing all day, but teach computer. That was more. I don't know. Maybe that was about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, know more about your life than you think. It's hard to imagine what five years down the road might be. Yeah, what are you going to accomplish, right? Well, you just think about, because when you think back five years, you think, was it really that long ago? But yeah, I mean. So a 10-year span, you know. Things can change for sure. Yeah, no question. All right, rule number one for success. Be yourself. We've talked about that. Yeah. You know, try not to be anyone else. Try to be yourself. Be the best you can be. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that I think that's that's maybe that's hard for some people, especially in a leadership role, because I think sometimes you think about the person that may have been in your position before, and you know, then you also have when we talked last week about you know we take things from other people and, and maybe we implement them, but when, even when we take things, you still got to be yourself. You have to. You can't be be anybody else because you're going to end up uh, messing up about that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think anything that you learn, um, anything you read, anything you hear, you kind of say, "Well, how does that work with my life?" You know. And um, it's interesting to think about that, but you know, being yourself is is really being authentic to yourself not authentic really in the things that you do because like you might be using other ideas that you have shared because really education coaching all that you share stuff you know everybody steals kind of from each other yeah um but you got to be your authentic self and people really value uh authenticity now more than ever everybody wants the wants their own original thing but i mean how many times can you really reinvent the wheel Absolutely, especially especially in today's world, when when you talk about those, um, you know, I th- I think in today's world, every I mean, you think about it, everything's videotaped. There's nothing. I, I'm not sure there's too much originality, specifically, uh, but you can be a re- original in in your spin on it, and uh, especially when when we talk about, um, you know, everybody has their own unique qualities, their own unique personality and characteristics. And you take those things and and you implement them to those things that that you're working on. All right, do you you think that um, sometimes you have to discover your own identity? Like, I kind of remind you like kids like coming up through like elementary and middle school and high school because I've seen all three sides of them growing up and they really don't identify, can't identify with who they are or what they want to be yet. They have really a tough time with self-identifying uh, what they want to do or what they want to be when they grow up. Um, I see a lot of that with like kids going first year of college too. Yeah. Right. You have to have a you know you try to start identifying with you, do you see a lot more of that 
you think in the middle school that's well, there now? You definitely, yeah, you definitely see that in the middle school. I and I think you see that probably where you don't see it as much. And, and I would still say, you know, we've both been in the elementary world too. You probably see it in that elementary world. Um, but that span of time is a little bit longer mm-hmm. and it, it ha- happens there. But in the middle school, when you, when you talk, especially in our situation at sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I think you definitely see kids trying, not so much in sixth grade, latter sixth grade, seventh grade, even into eighth grade, they're trying to find their own uniqueness. And then I think you're exactly right, because I think when they get to be a freshman in high school, it pops out again, because it's a different, I think anywhere that you change the environment, I think you you had to find your place in that environment. And I think sometimes when you can, when you talk about being yourself, we talk about rules for success, but sometimes being yourself is not successful. Yeah. You know, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but you know, it's about having as we talked about before, having good habits. Absolutely. All right, rule 2. Surround yourself with the right people. Oh, well, that's that's definitely for sure. I've been a big one with this one because uh, I've never claimed a, you know, any of the success, the personal accolades that I have ever had in my life. Uh, I have never said, well, it's just because I'm a genius. You know, it's because that I have always surrounded myself with people who are good at what they do and help take the burden off of me so that I don't have to think about everything. I've done it with coaching. I've done it with uh, being an administrator. When you surround yourself with great people um, that you can learn from, and you kind of develop this new self-discipline of, hey, you know, this is this is my area of responsibility. I know that you're responsible for this one. I'm gonna own. You know, you you be you be a really in charge of that area and take ownership with it. And then we'll talk about accountability uh, for sure, uh, good or bad. But if, if you surround yourself with good people, there's nothing but great things could happen. Absolutely. You know, when we talked to Scott James, I think he hit on that big time. He said, you know, I have good people around me or I hire good people. And I think uh, being a leader, uh, you don't always, you don't always get to do that. You don't always have the ability to, you know, especially in our position, you don't get to scrap the scrap everything and bring nope. in new people when you can. But uh, you do need to you need to bring those people closer to you uh is that a, you know, I yeah think that's and i think sometimes like maybe something that you are not strong in you might bring somebody in that's better at that than you um and then you kind of learn from them and then you can teach them the things that they're not great at so that you you know your leadership is kind of up you know we talk about up yeah. and down the chain of command a little bit and um you know, it really helps out the, the entity with it itself, you know, as a whole. Yeah. Because they're helping you and you're helping them. Absolutely. And and I think that that's specific 
I think, you know, we, when we work together, and we've heard this in a lot of conferences, you can't be good at everything. So you got to bring people in that, that are good at other things that you're not. And number one, just make yourself really good at one thing, and then you'll, you can learn from other people. That's exactly right. And I think sometimes when you talk about surrounding yourself, it isn't always physical surrounding, you know, like, I don't oh, no. I mean, I surround myself with your expertise, but doesn't mean that you are right beside me all the time. You yeah. know, we have good social circles of people that we can ask questions. You know, I can call Trent Sherman of Martinsburg anytime I want and ask a question. You know, I can call Mike Kelly, who's now a superintendent uh, down in the Lincoln County area uh, and ask him an opinion. But they're not like within five feet of me. You know, we have so social circles. Uh, you're also can surround yourself with uh, with good people as well. Absolutely, and and you just have to know know in yourself. Hey, I I don't know everything, and uh, you know, just basically humble yourself to to the fact that you can't, and you're going to bring those people into to offset maybe something that you may be a little lacking in or, or weakness. Um, but like you said, then you also get to elevate them as well. One of the things that Rock said in this particular um, chapter uh, under rule two, he said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's pretty powerful, really. When If you think about that, I mean, if, if I would sit here and list the five people I spend the most time with, and, and then you, then I think, don't look at me like that. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I think, you really think about how, how your personality and how, how your, everything works out or how you- Now you think about this in a work week eight hours in a work week you're not typically going to you know eight hours in a work day five days a week you probably work more than that hmm. 40 hours a week you spend more time at work than you do at home so realistically it's the people that you're involved with in your employment that you excuse me that really has a major impact on your life absolutely um you're going to have more time at home surrounded by your loved ones when you're on the weekends or a day that you're off but you know, and I think, uh, you know, those who you choose to be close with, you know, we, we have we have a great rapport, a good time. You're a good friend of mine. And, and if I were to surround myself with someone who is not the right person, it's going to have a major impact on my life and uh, in a negative way. Because yeah. I have been around those people and I can feel them pulling me down and instead of lifting me up. That's what I was thinking, because really... And it, it even starts out in your conversation. If if we start talking about something, like we'll say, we'll say, say this. We'll start people start talking about students, and as soon as somebody turns the conversation negative, it always seems like that's where it ends up. And I'm not saying just that person. I'm saying if we have three people talking. It seems like everybody turn, turns it up, up. and uh, you know I think being uh, being able to be positive uh, 
is a, is a major factor. Yeah, it inspires you. Yeah, when you're positive. You know, I think of when you're not when you're negative, it kind of perspires you. <laughs> you know, it makes you work harder than what you really yeah. need to. Where's you out, man? And it's kind of like that sweating mindset. Even though you're not sweating, you're just really worn out in the head. Um, and I think the more that you um, surround yourself with good people, uh, the better off we're going to be. So rule one was to be yourself. Rule two was to surround yourself with the right people. And rule three is to have an incredible work ethic. I mean, so so let's talk about a strict routine. Which What is your typical routine at, at work? Like, in order for you to be good at what you do, do you have like a certain routine you go through daily uh, that makes uh, you better? Well, I mean, for me, I have to write everything down. It's not necessarily step for step, but I need to, you know, I think everybody does that. Everybody has their check checklist or, or whatever. Now, if you've spent one day in leadership, you know the checklist is not <laughs> going to get done. You don't always dictate it. Yeah, you don't yeah. dictate it. Yeah. Uh, in our world, anyway. Yeah, things around you uh, dictate what happens. But, but I think trying to stay on trying to stay on routine you know i have several alarms set in my phone right uh, for for certain snooze 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 (laughs) and if if you're hitting a snooze button on your alarm um you're hitting a snooze button in life yeah and you and you probably uh need to change that habit i'll just say that um everybody needs sleep but I'm not. T- that's not what I'm talking about. If you're putting off, putting off, putting off, what you, what's on that list, what what has to be done during the day. So you know, you just, and that that's it. You just gotta. I think for me, it's make sure the alarms are set. You know, I have certain things that I do via email uh, as soon as I can in the morning just kind of sets the tone right try you try to set the tone for everybody i guess uh in your building and um you know i try to get out and be as visible as possible right and i think but you know being visible is huge in our jobs uh with a routine you know being that's a great routine to have uh i i typically have you know there's days that i work out before i come to work that's a routine within itself. Uh, there's days I don't work out before I come to work. That's a whole different routine. Oh. There's days I don't work. That's a whole other routine. Um, it just really depends upon what day of the week it is for me. But my work routine, I always have a plan in mind on what I'm going to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get done because of the live events that happen on a daily basis that we don't plan for. Um, but either way, I'm still putting in work. Yeah. You know, either way, I'm still owning my responsibility and trying to be i try to become better every day some days i don't feel that way but i you know i try to feel i try to be better every day yeah i remember you know and i you know trying to get something you always have to try to get something done always try to um, like the book says make, make sure you try to achieve something uh and I try to do that earlier than later. I don't know how you do that. I did like your point about 
our, my routine is different on different days. Mm-hmm. That that's for sure. Um, but I do try to get one thing done as soon as I possibly can when I'm at work. Yeah, and the way that not to put it in your checklist and how you do things might be different than how I do it. Like I like to write things up on my board and I erase them as I accomplish, and then I put up a new goal. Some people like to make lists. Um, some people like to put like the reminders in their phone, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, as you talked about, when you uh, have have incredible work ethic, um, it does help you achieve your goals. Uh, it does give you like this sense of purpose that like you accomplish something. And it's a really important um, to and though as the book talks about to acknowledge things that are bigger than you that's that's pretty big because um, there's some things that are just more important to me getting my job done yeah getting my my checklist done there's things that are more important like somebody's well-being or somebody's personal safety or this thing that just walks in the door that I got to deal with that is more important than me doing my strict routine. Yeah, because there are some things that have to go on the back burner or, or you got to turn the fire completely off on right. when, when those things happen. Would you say that passion has a lot to do with work ethic? I think passion has a lot to do with, with work ethic. I, I like, and that's just how I envision passion when it, whenever I, I think of passion I think of people okay so I want to be passionate about people and in building relationships and, and things like that and that turns I think that that is part of my work ethic um, and when you're passionate about people um, that really helps build a lot of trust yeah right because they see that that you are passionate about them, they start trusting you and they start respecting you a little bit more. Um, it helps you learn and grow. I mean, it really does. I think that it helps you learn and understand people. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that when you have a good work ethic, sometimes that it definitely can be contagious. Um, you know, I've always said no one's gonna work me. I've always felt that way. And somebody might, but I don't feel that way. Gotcha. I'll be the hardest working person in the room. And um, whether it be mentally, physically, I'm just going to try to do the best that I can. And it bothers me when I'm not. So, um, all right. So rule three was have an incredible work ethic. Rule four. Never give up. That's a that's a huge one, I think. Um, you know, always continuing on. Um, I just talked to students about this uh, not too long ago, but it's, I, I don't care if, I don't care, as I told them, I, I said, I don't care if you're running forward, if you're walking forward, or even if you're crawling forward, as long as you're moving forward at this point in time. And, you know, I think, I'll just be honest with you, man, I think with COVID and everything, a lot of people just stopped. They just, everybody stopped. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you, how you think about that. I'm not saying they gave up, but they quit doing. 
Yeah, and they just stopped. And with mental health on the rise from COVID, I think that really shows that maybe giving up has occurred with yeah. COVID. And, you know, it's important for us not to give up. Uh, you know, and I think we struggle with that sometimes. I think sometimes we feel like we're beating a dead horse. Um, sometimes we feel like, well, I think one of the things that bothers me a lot is why do, why do you know, bad things happen to good people? And, um, you know, so sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to give up. So you, but people that give up, you kind of got to, you know, pull along their, their, the, what they're lacking, you know, you got to help them along. Um, you got to drive them to succeed, not only with yourself. Um, you have to show, you have to model determination. You want to help them be determined. Um, and a lot of times, never giving up, you know, you want to be able to go out and seek opportunities to develop, to develop skills that maybe you lack in. Um, sometimes when you are thinking about, oh, gosh, this is wearing me out or I just want to stop for the day, it may have to do with you need some more skill building in a particular area to be better at that. Right now, if I know if there were five things I laid down on the table and they were all different avenues, I know which one I would pick and I know which one I wouldn't want. Yeah. Right. And the one I don't want is it's I'm not good at because right. maybe I haven't had enough professional development in it, or maybe I just don't grasp it. And, and sometimes we have to be, we have to choose that thing. Mm-hmm. We, we have to pick up that thing that we're not good at. Uh, I don't know, some, you know, you know I, I don't like to fail. I don't like to fail uh, just as much as anybody else, but, but I think failing or having that failure is part of never giving up too. Right. I think you have that moment and you, then what are you going to do with it? Uh, we got to learn from it, whether positive or negative, you know, absolutely. You got to learn from them especially when you fail, you know, like when Jordan didn't make this high school team as a ninth grader, he was determined to come back and be better. Um, he didn't let that hold him back. And sometimes it's easy to take the path that's always most traveled instead of taking the path that is less traveled. That's a little more difficult, but has a lot more reward and a lot more uh, self-fulfillment and achieving goals. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So rule three was have incredible work ethic. Rule four was never give up. And now we are on to rule five, which is our last one for today. And that is to find purpose. We've talked about purpose a lot yeah. in our series, but um, purpose is about being committed. Purpose um, is about how your values will shape uh, your sense of purpose and how it will really mold your whole life. Uh, sometimes we think that maybe our purpose, and I'm not speaking personally, I just know that sometimes we think our purpose is not necessarily on the right track. Maybe our, we think it's one thing and really our purpose is something completely different. I don't think my purpose is necessarily to be a principal, you know? I think my purpose is to be uh, someone who's out there help molding minds 
for people to be better, to try to help them be best they can be. It wasn't necessarily my purpose to be a high school administrator. You know, I've always been in some type of leadership role uh, in some way or another. And I always like to sit in the front of the classroom and I always like to be first in line and I, you know, everything and things like that. But even in high school, though, I wasn't like part of the National Honor Society or, you know, any of that stuff. You know, I wasn't in leadership roles in high school. But I think sometimes when you have a sense of purpose in one thing, it might change again. Oh, I, I think you're right. And... I think there there's no doubt that that uh, that that your purpose can change. Uh, and I don't think your purpose is tied to your job title, if you know what I'm mm, saying. That's a good point. Uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, especially when you when you talk about purpose, you know. Especially men, uh, I'll to say say that, and probably anybody uh, nowadays. But uh, when you introduce yourself, or, or you say, uh, or you introduce somebody else, you say, "Hey, my name is Jeff Kisner, and I, whatever you do, whatever your job title is, I think a lot of people do that. That's not our purpose. Well, that's." You know, that's my job title. Like, hi, my name is Jeff Kisner. I lost in golf to Kenny DeMond. That's all that happened. <laughs> that's definitely not my purpose. <laughs> to inflate his head. If it gets any fatter, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, one of the things that book said about purpose was if you know what your goals are and why you want to achieve them, it will keep you motivated to pursue the things that truly matter to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's so do you think the things that matter to you dictate your purpose? I think they values, the beliefs, the faith that I have in life. Uh, I compare it to the boundaries in a game. Okay. Uh, if, and I think. I think my goals, the, the, the things that are in my life are, are, are part of that too. They are the path that, that makes me continue to walk on. You know, I don't think, I don't think life would be any fun. I'll say it that way. I don't think life is any fun if you don't have boundaries, number one, because who wants, right? You you remember when you were a kid and you you're in the neighborhood and you played tag, and you always had that guy that said, you know, they just made base wherever they were, <laughs> or or they said you can't come get me here because I'm I'm in the free zone or, right. or something like that, right? No fun. That, that's that, there's no fun in that. I, I think when you have those pieces, uh, those boundaries to guide you. That's that's what pushes you towards your goal uh, in in life. That's what guides you and directs you in in your journey. And uh, if you don't have them there, you can't. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, the little treat that you get 
almost like the carrot in front of the horse yeah type thing but let's keep moving and those are the things that you're looking towards kind of like the greyhound pieces right yeah chase the rabbit yeah well it's our five first five rules uh for success out of chapter four of the life lessons and rules for success by Dwayne the rock johnson and uh, we're going to hit the next five and next week uh number six through ten and uh we appreciate you coming out today and listening and um, i have a question for you sure right before do you think it was Dwayne johnson's purpose to be called the rock actually the book explains that his name Dwayne. um Rocky Johnson was a mixture of his dad's name and his and his grandpa's oh, name. Okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. So when he first got into wrestling, it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne Rocky Johnson, and he had Rocky. and he was like this really good person, and, and nobody likes the good person in wrestling. And then when he came back, he left a little bit. When he came back, uh, he became more of like a, a chauvinist, and he just said, "I'm gonna call myself the Rock." The Rock. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, it's, it's actually a really good read if you get a chance to read it. All right, man, you got anything else for this week, Sal? No, no, uh, good stuff. Appreciate right. you bringing that to us. Okay, well, we will see you next week, same time, same channel, and uh, stay on the ship. Yep, just look for it. Hey, this is Kenny DeMoss. Just really wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Again, if you want to email us, email us at loveleadership.us at gmail.com or you can call us at area code 929-464-5750. Our website is love-leadership.org. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for updated material and content that promotes love leadership. All you have to do is look for the ship. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com.